This is Harrison Ford. This is Beat It Movie Reviews. Welcome to Beat It Movie Reviews. I'm Jill. I, I am. Uh, oh, I didn't prepare. <laughs> I wrote a whole thing. I hold wrote a whole. Um, what do you call that? Uh, uh, it's the things we're gonna do. Talk about the intro. Show. Oh, oh, like a Just list minutes and stuff. There's uh-huh. a there's a word for it, and then for every <laughs> other, and it's all in the same document that I write the other intro things for. And I didn't write a little um, like the the titles that I give us here. Okay. And I think I was a little starstruck because having Harrison Ford in the the office. Right. Yeah, he was in the. Not a lot of people know this, but in the third season of The Office, he uh, did a small guest spot. Uh, yeah, and we there. watched that episode. earlier today just like hanging out and oh my god i was just i couldn't believe he was in there i totally forgot how did i forget yeah and and really we were so worried about that that when he uh radioed in his lines for the intro of our Mm -hmm. show we weren't even like weirded out about that or whatever radioed in (laughs) i can't think of any fucking right words you know, it's you know why it's because uh, the writers are on strike right now, so they can't write for it's us. It's been rough. It's been a rough uh, now. What has been months? Yeah, right. That they've been on strike. We've had none of the material that we kind of rely on. Um, so it has been tough. Uh, I've had to write these intros myself. Um, it's hard, but I but I'll try to go for it. Hi, this is Beat It Movie Reviews. I am. Uh, uh, archaeological hunter <laughs> Joe Cabello, and this is known Nazi Chris Soda. Oh no, oh, no, the AI is gonna pick that up, and that's gonna be on the internet forever. <laughs> this is your bio Appreciate for it. all those people who uh asked Chat GPT who is Chris Soda? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that will constant known Nazi. <laughs> Um, no, we can't even get chat GPT to listen to the show. That's true. It it just stopped. (laughs) There's a code that blocks it. Uh, anyways, we, if you, this is your first time listening, uh, usually your last two. (laughs) (laughs) If you've Uh, made it this far. Yeah. That's assuming. And, uh, well, we could go silent for 30, the next 30 minutes. No one would notice. No, but uh, we talk about things we've been watching. Then we get into a feature review. And that clumsy intro was to say, we are going to review Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny this week. Big movie, the fifth Indiana Jones movie, if you don't count um, Die Hard, which a lot of people don't because it's not related at all. True. Uh, so- <laughs> that's an attempt at a at us writing our own jokes here you know we're getting a little confident to do it um but yeah we're gonna get into that but first we have to talk about some things we've been watching and i know there's been something that we've really needed to catch up on but we've been uh, taking some weeks off um and it's been out for a while and we have to talk about it and that is uh full house 
Uh-oh, Full House is transforming into Secret Invasion. You see what Should I did do. there? The topic. Full House was a scroll this entire time. Yeah. <laughs> see, that makes sense. Full House was a scroll. Yeah. That makes sense to people. Uh, but Secret Invasion, tell everybody who's not aware of this show what it is. Yeah, so Marvel's new show on Disney+, Plus, Secret Invasion. Uh, Nick Fury and the rest of the scrolls that he is uh, friends with that help him with yeah. shield and all that stuff. And you guys remember that those, right? Like, what yeah, does it right? take Everyone for people knows. to remember those? They're like, oh, are you talking about the 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 creatures that were in every like everyone's least favorite Marvel movie, Captain Marvel? That, <laughs> I, that many people I know skipped. I I, I like Captain Marvel. I think I it's, think it's fine. Bad. I just know, like, for most people yeah. that watch most of these, a lot of them were like, I'm just going to skip this one. Yeah, and it's it's one um, that your takeaway isn't, oh, those scrolls, I'm thinking about them. Yeah. Um, even though it does kind of set itself up as saying the scrolls are, like, have been there this whole time, like, post-credit sequence for that. I, I feel like a lot of people first were introduced to them with the Spider-Man movie where it shows them as, like, scrolls in the end. And no, yeah, no one. Uh, I didn't even. And everyone, that. yeah, most people did not know what they were at first, and then saw that and was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And that didn't really. Does that pay off? Is it paying off? I don't know. Um, I mean, uh, I think that was just to. It's funny because you think like, "Oh, that's to write off like Nick Fury or uh, Samuel L. Jackson," but then he's acting in the movie, so yeah. it's not like it's not him. But uh, but yeah. So, anyways, Secret Invasion, uh, a very me. popular Marvel comic series. That uh, one of the reasons it was great was because many of the biggest Marvel characters for a long time you find out were actually scrolls. So, you know, it could be Iron Man, it could be Captain America, it could be Mister Fantastic, right? Yeah, per- but, like uh, for a problem, long time or a short yeah, time. Yeah, you're like, oh, for years. They were replaced by this scroll. Wow, they infiltrated the deepest depths of S.H.I.E.L.D. and even Hydra or whatever whatever they want. But uh, but yeah, so new show. Uh, the difference with this show is that no, none of the Marvel characters are in it except for Nick Fury. So who could be a scroll? Anyone. Even, I hope, Nick Fury is also. It's got to be. You would hope. But, uh, yeah, yeah, this is, like, their foray into an espionage spy thriller, it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it seems very in line with, um, like, the uh, network TV Marvel stuff. Uh-huh. Just, like, uh, kind of in its scope, like, Captain What's-Her-Face. Captain Marvel? No. Oh, no, Miss Marvel? Peggy. Peggy Carter. No, Miss Carter. Oh. Captain Carter. Coach yeah, Carter. Carter. No, no, Coach Carter, because uh, Samuel Jackson. That's what I was thinking. Please <laughs> oh, let right, that be right. okay. Sam Jackson. If it wasn't, <laughs> I need to delete this. That was him, right? I have no idea. All right. Well, we'll it, it was. It we'll was. delete that. I can't confirm it. <laughs> okay. We just dodged a bullet. Uh, but but <laughs> my uncertainty was almost just as damning as if I had got hey, it wrong. Sam Jackson has been in, like, 500 movies or something like that so you know you're bound to be right yes 
I'm not sure if that helps my case. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> how many episodes have you seen so far? Uh, I just watched the first one. Okay. And that's it. And I think there, yeah. as of this recording, there's two out, I think. Okay. Um, you, you don't even know. You did not want to look further into the show. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, t- <laughs> tell me what you, what you thought about when you were gone and so <laughs> all right. What did you think about it when you were gone uh, solo? I thought, why the fuck would I care about this show? Uh, and then I thought, and I watched it, and I still think that way. Actually, <laughs> actually it confirmed my suspicions. Uh, I, I just have a hard time with an espionage show where anyone could be a mole when none of the characters I'm, I'm invested in. Except for Nick Fury, essentially, who can't be the scroll because it's about him but i guess that's why it would be interesting but it that would also be stupid. yeah so and um, I, yeah I, i'm just having a hard time finding a reason to care yeah same i i watched it because it was different or seemed like that was the pitch it was diff- gonna be different and i've skipped a couple huh. marvel stuff that has come out on D- disney plus so i was like all right let me check this out and i was just kind of shocked by how expositional it was and not tense and kind of (laughs) starting to realize what's annoying about the scrolls is it's terrifying to know like oh that's thor has been a scroll for five years or something that's terrifying Mm -hmm. but the fact that like this captain marvel could walk out to take a piss and then a scroll could just turn into her right then and then walk in and be like, hey, what's up? Like, it's just so, yeah. so quick that I don't know. That's like when when that can always be an out, you know, like the Mission Impossible taking a mask yeah. off when that can yeah. always happen. It feels a little, uh, I don't know about Cheap. these rules. Yeah. And yeah. especially if you're playing with. Like, if it's alien, you know, like, oh, a, ten superheroes on a ship, and, you know, there's one scroll there. Like, okay. Yeah. Then it's tense, but here's the whole wide world. So oh, that was kind of bothersome. It just didn't really get me. And I think it shows the problem with the uh, MCU and the Tide tv shows movies because that has benefits when you do that but it also can work against you and i feel like this is a prime example of it working against them it's too hard to make this connect into the world in a satisfying way because it's such a big idea this should have been like a what if series type of thing where it's like okay this isn't the world you know the mcu you know this is an offshoot but they'd never do that because then you could have yeah. Spider-Man be a scroll. Yeah, yeah. Because because that is the thing. You watch this and you're like, okay, they're infiltrating, but like they could be anyone. So they could just be like Hawkeye, or you know, fuck Captain Kate Bishop, uh, the new Captain America. Yeah, Kate Bishop or Sam Wilson or Bucky. But it's like they're not going to get those actors to reprise the, like a, a bit a scroll, in the show. A scroll doesn't know that T'Challa died. 
And yeah. he, he like walks into there. Hey guys, everybody's looking at him like, what the fuck? And he's like, so uh, what? Did what's I the have to have something on my face? Do you yeah. like this stuff? <laughs> yeah, the um, codes. It seems, yeah, it just seems kind of like the the power is taken away from the show when you know that they can't actually change into what they want, and now they're just changing into other people that we don't know. So yeah. or like always the, the, the punch same of person. It is taken away. You're like, yeah, well, you're yeah. always changing into the same. You could person. be anyone, and you're this guy all the time. And so funny when the like the men turn into women and stuff, and they're like, yeah. How does how are they like? How do you deal? They with turn that? into something with an object, and you're like, is that object like part of your body? Yeah, it's kind of uh, in the clothes and stuff. It's just weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I think I might check out one more episode just to see if it if it figures itself out because these first episodes can be really tough, especially for something like this where it does have to catch up the viewer with a lot of yeah. stuff and giving them context and then play. But I don't know, like compared to even a show I didn't really love, Moon Knight. It's like at least that pilot was really cool solid like this really yeah, felt like network tv yeah and like there is like a a character death in the first episode that seems like a huge one important but i feel like it's more proof that it's not in yeah it's like here on this yeah. you're gonna do this yeah. and like this it's not even that it's not a great death uh, the, there's that's a character that should have should go out heroically. Like yeah. super like a cool death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I wish? I would just wish that the show turned it up to eleven and like every two minutes there was a reveal that someone is a scroll. Like they're having just normal conversations and then a backstab and like, oh fuck, that's a scroll. Yeah. You're just seeing like new characters constantly introduced, and they're all just changing into other people. It it there's so many cool options, but none of them when you're trying to fit it in the MCU. That's just it. Like Korg. Ooh, actually, turns out I'm not myself. I knew I wasn't feeling myself, but here I am. I'm actually a scroll. Sorry about that. Hey, so Hitler wasn't so bad, right? But. <laughs> Uh, that's unfair to Taika. He doesn't deserve that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Any other thoughts about this? Uh, the show, uh, Secret Invasion. Uh, I just hope that um, they do have a secret up their sleeve to make me care about the show. Ultimately, yeah. This might be one that I'm just happy, like hearing about it or something. Uh huh. Yeah. So- this is like the first one that I've very deeply considered like uh maybe i won't watch it for once yeah since i've watched all of the other shows although uh, and 90 percent of the time did not care about them at all yeah it could be a good background show like i don't want to watch the bear while i game or something but right i could watch this but i'd honestly rather watch like a, a youtube video or something <laughs> <laughs> Just like uh, things you missed, and then you're like, yeah, that's all I need to see. Tell me the Easter eggs. 
All right, so let that secret invasion. Uh, let us know if we're wrong. Go ahead and hit us up. Um, Chris, what else have you been watching? Yeah, uh, let's see. Last last night, I uh, went over to my friend's house for my niece's birthday, and they played on a projector in their backyard. Uh, that new Netflix animated movie, Nimona. Bless you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when, uh, but yeah, this movie, I don't know if you've seen the trailers, but it's basically um, a girl who is like Beast Boy. She can just turn into animals. Okay. even mythical ones and it's kind of this like cyberpunk medieval fantasy world kind of similar to like the what's it called um the arcane animated uh okay movies stuff so it, it is like medieval but then they have like fancy technology too but everyone wears like suits of armor and uses swords and stuff like that uh, but yeah, anyway, so it's basically this movie about uh, a knight who gets framed for killing the the uh, the queen, or no, the king, and basically gets framed, runs away, this girl, Nimona, uh, she's just like a creature that can shapeshift, saves him, knowing that everyone hates him too because they think she's a freak because she's a monster that can change. But it's like, uh, it's the most, it, it's a solid kids cartoon, but I feel like it's not more than that. Uh, this isn't as much like a, adults will really enjoy this with their kids. Mm. I feel like it's, it's, it at times feels like it's trying too hard to be, Nimona is like this obnoxious kid that is very like hot topic influenced oh what in her like style and it's uh but you know what's funny is after watching it, i was like i did not really care for this that much what does it have on rotten tomatoes and it has like a 93 percent oh wow it and is... i think i think the reason it's getting good reviews is because the messages are good but it is like the most heavy-handed like trans and gay positive stories it's just like very very heavy-handed and obvious it's not mm -hmm. subtle or like genuinely unique really it's just like a very straightforward basic story of that stuff so uh, that might be why it's getting good reviews i guess it's I progressive know. but poor kids yeah it, it yeah. is it is tough to watch kids movies as an adult and give them any sort of fair shake too, because as much as like, if they're really firing on all cylinders, they're going to be great for the kids and great for adults. But that's also like not a requirement for a great kids movie at the same time. Yeah. Like if it's just great for kids and kids love it, that's actually fine too. Cause mm -hmm. that's so specific of a need. Right. But we're not going to like it. Yeah, it's, it's it's not like a Spider Verse, you know. You, it's like you you see these animated movies now, and you're like, "Oh, is this gonna be like my next favorite animated movie?" And yeah, this yeah. I don't think. And is kids that will funny. like Spider Verse, like young kids too. Yeah, but um, that's a really difficult movie to do. So <laughs> there's that. 
Um, oh, cool. But, Any other things yeah. on Nimona? Um, she says metal a lot, and then does That's like sick. the horns. That's cool. Just she just does it. Yeah. I think I might watch it just for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I feel like the uh, the trailer for this movie made it look a lot cooler than it actually ended up. I being did see too. a little bit of the trailer because like, oh, this is interesting, and then. Uh, um, didn't end up following through with it, but uh, oh, you know what? Actually, also, there is a scene in this movie where two guys kiss. Metal. So that's she should have said metal. metal when that happened. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, that that was like hard, but it's the most surprising metal. thing I think. That's why it has a ninety-three percent. Is because it was like, oh shit, they're actually doing that. They have the balls to do that in this yeah. movie. That's cool. That is big and uh, appreciated. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, yeah, it's it's not like an awful movie. It's just it was it, it was too woke for you. Got it. Yeah, just too woke. You know, sounds like that was your I main. I see right through it. it. <laughs> uh, cool. Um, one thing I watched was Muscles and Mayhem. This is the story of the American Gladiators. It's a docu-series on Netflix. Five episodes um, about the uh, the rise and popularity of the classic American Gladiators show. Um, oh, sick. So I just put it on. I You know, as much as, like, American Gladiators, I remembered it, it or remember it, it was a big thing. I remember that. I remember the figures. I remember watching it. And all that, but it hasn't really uh, stuck with me, like, past that. I don't have huge nostalgia for it. I probably actually didn't watch it a lot. I just heard about it a lot. It was probably more of, yeah. of what was going on. Um, but I was like, oh, you know what? I need a little background watch while I'm doing some stuff, so I'll put this on. I was immediately drawn in. It is. <laughs> it's awesome because... It's kind of everything you might expect from the entertainment industry, you know, as far as the story that plays out. Um, But there is also something really satisfying about seeing that story play play out of just like these guys getting ripped off, it being an ill-conceived thing, a project, like nobody really knowing what they're doing. Um, Yeah. sure like safety yeah. was not a thing that existed back then that's a huge part for... of it they're like we didn't even nobody realized how you know like oh, dangerous God. and hurt, how hurt people were gonna get uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh and it does center around the like kind of main six or so characters who started the original uh series that lasted uh, several seasons and kind of their interviews talking about the stories of how it all came up and then other people too, like the producers of the show and whatnot. Uh, but it, you're really driven by these gladiators and their interviews uh, and their story. It's really about them and kind of how they dealt with everything, how they see it and whatnot. Um, but it's really great. I think it's actually really great for, uh, people who don't know anything about it, about American Gladiators, or those who do um, a lot or just, like, have some mild nostalgia for it. I think it hits all – it's so interesting that 
anybody would be interested by it. And it's kind of ridiculous, right? Like, yeah, just the idea of it is so ridiculous and barbaric, but also makes sense, especially in today's world where we have shows that are somewhat like that. And a lot of like physical, there, there's just this reality show where they have a bunch of celebrities do like Navy SEAL training. Like shit where they a car they launch a car off into water and they have to like escape while it's sinking shit like that. Uh, They have all these physical shows like that. WMAC Masters, of course, (laughs) the best one, (laughs) Um, which is of the era too. But uh, yeah, I would highly recommend it. It's really fun and gives a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Were you a fan of the Gladiators? Uh, I don't. I didn't really watch it when I was a kid. Not that I can remember. I saw it here and there, but I didn't watch it regularly. Mm-hmm. Too woke for you, as well. <laughs> no, I just you know why? Because I loved Smash TV, and I thought like this is what they need. They need guns. And yeah, give them a gun. Well, they did have tennis ball guns. Yeah. But I wanted to Those see blood. Good. You know? <laughs> I wanted it to be more Running Man than it was. Yeah, I get it. More Saw. Yeah. So that's Muscles and Mayhem on Netflix. Chris, hit us up with one more thing you're watching before we get into our featured review. Uh, yeah, yeah. I could just talk about real quickly. I've <laughs> I watched all of season three of I Think You Should Leave. I should. Um. Did you did you watch that season? The I new season? did. I did watch the new okay. season. I watched a lot of it while I was in New York too with my friends. Oh, sweet! Like uh, a lot of the times, we'd be back from a long walk, just cooling down before we did our next big thing <clears throat> on vacation. So I would just turn the TV on. I'd turn that on, and then you would see people radiate towards it, being like, "What the fuck is this?" And then uh-huh. sit down and start to watch it. Uh, oh, so perfect. first two seasons, you're a big fan, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I would definitely say, you know, season three, still a huge fan of the show. Um, there's some standout bits in there. It's cool that to see Tim Heidecker yes. do a, <laughs> a bit in it. Um, Connor O'Malley doing a bit in it too. He was the one that was doing the TikToks of the, uh, Frankenstein's wife. Yeah. That guy's just hilarious on his own too. Uh and Will Forte coming back where with the uh, ponytail bit he did. Uh, there all there's a lot of great <clears throat> segments in the show and I feel like after 3 seasons it's the show is perfect to just like have on and it just plays random episodes because of yeah. how insane it gets totally. all the time. And you can come in and out and it's just as funny and you want to watch them over again so if it's one you've already seen it's really i think the best hope for sketch comedy yeah you know because i don't think sketch comedy has been in a great place for a while uh i still think snl it i enjoy watching snl still and there it's that's sketch comedy on hard mode anyway the way they do it yeah that's true um, yeah, but I think you should and leave is just like so. It's made sketch comedy must watch. 
because it's so unique. And that's what sketch comedy should be. Yeah, and it's it's really nice because it's on Netflix. So it's like got the the widest uh like viewership that it could have. Uh, mm-hmm. for like a streaming service on top of the fact that it is like the most insane premises mm-hmm. that I feel like a uh, a person who wouldn't ever watch this show would see your you know you're like you're saying you have it on your friend sees it and they're like what the fuck is going on yeah kind of like get it's because it. it's so like people being loud and dramatic uh-huh. that i think that's just inherently interesting versus like a more nuanced sketch where you're like oh don't don't you get it because the way people on twitter you know act is kind of like this so they're doing you know where it's like that's like if you're not in on the joke you're not getting it but this is like oh i'm just watching someone be super fucking dramatic and weird that's interesting yeah i don't need to know anything else yeah it's quite crazy because you think about the funnier die age even which was uh, not even 10 years old you know into like 2015 ish before it really started to die where like online sketch comedy you would watch you would spend your time watching like you know 16 by 9 widescreen sketch comedy videos and that's dead now sketch comedy is anew in the form of tiktoks and instagram but uh the the way that you're not seeing it the way i think you should leave does it which still is like that classical style cinematic and uh production value is kind of important to it in a way because the the situation has to seem truly ridiculous and to do that it needs to feel real Versus it being, like, one person playing all the characters with different shirts on. Like, you might see a lot of successful and funny TikTok videos. Yeah, uh, that's true. And so, like, there is something to the art of production value and portraying a reality in sketch comedy that, like, Key and Peele did so well, too. Yeah. You could truly have your sketch comedy be... uh, a dramatic from cinematic tools and feel real while also being funny. So, I think you should leave any other thoughts about that. Um. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't watched it, if you haven't watched any of it, there's three seasons now. The episodes are, you know, pretty short too, so it's like very easy to watch. Yeah, I would highly recommend it anytime. This this is like my sneaky show. If I'm somewhere, like if I'm at my parents' house, I'm like, ooh, they left me with oh, the remote, yeah. and I know they're buzzing around the house. Let me turn this on and see if I can get them to watch it. Because <laughs> um, there is a difference between being like drawn in, like a magnet or moth to light on this show, or ha- having someone force it on you. You know, yeah. where it's like when you're drawn in, you're drawn in versus it might feel too weird if someone's just kind of forcing it on your ass. All right, cool. Well, 
I think that finishes up some things we've been watching. I think we need to talk about some Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. So this is the newest Indiana Jones movie. Let's get the, uh, the whatchamacallit up here, the synopsis. Daredevil archaeologist Indiana Jones races against time to retrieve a legendary dial that can change the course of history. Accompanied by his goddaughter, he soon finds himself squaring off against Jürgen Voller, a former Nazi who works for NASA. So, Chris, uh, what's your relationship with Indiana Jones, uh, the series of movies? We, my relationship, we are friends with benefits. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, I watched all of them when I was a kid and loved them, the original three. And because I watched them as a kid, I also really loved Temple of Doom. Mm -hmm. Uh, even though I feel like adults saw it and was like, this movie sucks, I guess. That's how, uh, the general consensus was. But, um, for some reason that was like my favorite. I think it was because of Data or Short Round. Yeah. You know? Same character. Because I, I loved Goonies, and then I was at that age, so I was like, oh, cool, he's in this too. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then I saw Crystal Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and it was like one of the worst movie experiences I ever had <laughs> uh, because it was a midnight showing, and they turned off the air conditioning in on like a really hot day. So like I tried yeah. to focus on the movie, but I was just sweating sitting there sweating and it was really uncomfortable so it was like on top of the movie sucking it was like physically uh exhausting too but uh i was ex i was hopeful for this movie especially with uh the director james mangold after doing logan and stuff i was like oh hey they got a competent director to to run this it might be might end up being good Facts. What'd you say? Facts. Oh, facts. I I'm getting X. a fact. I was like, what? No, my, yeah. I, I think we've done this joke already, uh, but I'll do it again. <laughs> yeah, it might be uh, blocking out the noise from it, but I'm getting a facts right now. Another facts. You, you do get a lot of them. Uh, anyway, so what did you think about Dial of Destiny? Yeah, so... For Dial of Destiny, I was going into it with low expectations. But you had seen it already and told me that it was a fun movie. So I I kind of just thought maybe just like the action will be fun, hopefully. Uh, and yeah, so watching it, I thought the action scenes were solid, fun, and very, felt very nostalgic, like old Indiana Jones. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they still have uh, the the music in it really carried the movie. Mm -hmm. um, and the action wasn't boring. I was never like bored with the movie. I always thought this is pretty fun. I did think that um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character, I was like, oh, man, people are going to be annoyed with this character. Oh, no. Like, I, I personally felt fine, but I was like, this is going to be the exact same thing where they're going to be upset with, like, Ray and Han Solo. 
just like mm. they're going to be upset with her and, and Harrison in this movie. Yeah, except it's arguably um, worse from the standpoint of, like, uh, the character dynamic of, like, hey, that's the cloud. Our old school guy, man. You're fucking with him type of thing. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because she's yeah. more uh, tenacious. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like I like the uh, cameos were fun too from the old school characters. I think the de aging was really shitty and <laughs> kind of hilarious that they kept focusing like on his face to show as if they were saying like, "Look how good it is." Yeah, we can sit on his face for a long shot, and you're like, "No, it's not good." Yeah, do not I sit on this fucking <laughs> shot. Uh, so yeah, that that shit was really funny. Mads Mikkelsen was great at this as this like petty, egotistical Nazi uh, fuckhead, and uh, Boyd Holbrook was great as the like dumbest fuck uh, henchman. He was just always doing something stupid all the time. That was pretty great. Which one was Boyd Holbrook? He was the uh, the guy who was in Logan also. He and he was like his Matt's Oh yes, yes, that guy. Yeah. Yes, with like the he had like prosthetic teeth in too. Yeah, that he guy must be like best friends. That. Always doing that Mangold. role. Yeah, yeah. Like, Can you write but me yeah, another I just, one of those? <laughs> it's so funny that he was because like in Logan he's basically useless and like non-existent. He like you forget he's in that movie because I'm pretty sure he, like. He just dies at the end. He's not even, like, important. He's not formidable, just, like, really. Yeah. And in this movie, it's funny because he's kind of, like, every time they get into some sort of engagement, he just immediately gets owned or, like, does something stupid. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 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 funny to see. Something feel – we'll talk about it, but there's, like, there's some missing links in the movie, I feel. Uh, that oh. include him especially. Um, okay. But yeah, so overall, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a very fun time, but I felt like uh, it was. It might be a little bit long, being two and a half hours. Yeah. It, I feel like it could have been shorter, but uh, if you if you it definitely better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, easily. Yeah. How about you? How did you feel about it? Uh, so yeah, I had told you I enjoyed it. And I do think it's, like, super fun action-adventure scenes. And I feel like there's been a lot more emphasis on action movies and it's a particular type of action. And this isn't a criticism of it, but just that's been the focus of The Raid and John Wick, of, like, highly skilled uh, tactical martial arts used on people. But... a and that those movies are awesome. Keep bringing them. Even like in Sisu is even somewhat in that of just like violent action, badass action, yeah. but action adventure when done right is so good. And even like we saw uncharted recently, uncharted was not a great action adventure movie. It, yeah. And that's kind of at best what we get uh, it's great to see an action adventure movie that's just so competent and awesome and exciting. Does it all the things it should be to be exciting? So, 
I thought that was the best part of it is just like, oh, these are fun scenes and they feel classic Indiana Jones and in like, almost like a Looney Tunes cartoon a bit. Just it's way more yeah. dangerous. Like yeah. intro scene, he has a noose around his neck and the, like, dude, you're so close to getting decapitated all the time <laughs> with it. Um, but it is, it is a little long and I think it's long for stuff that, wasn't clicking for me like a lot of the emotional stuff and even like why indiana jones why we even need to see this you know like there's this whole thing between him and mary and throughout the movie that i'm like i don't really care i don't (laughs) i don't know about any of this anymore yeah you know it's been so long and like his his uh son dying and stuff where it's like, I just don't know what this history is with this character. I just kind of want to see this character plucked into situations and um, introduce the emotional part. This movie assumes the emotional part, I feel like, that we know of the characters, but in a weird way. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely feels kind of shoehorned. Like, it, it just didn't work for me. Even one scene with him and Marion before they're not together. Because I'm just kind of like, I don't, I barely know their, what's their relationship <laughs> supposed to be. Um, but I don't think, I can see what it's trying to do. It's just not working for me. It might work for some people with the ending, too. It's, it's not a total miss. Um, but I think a lot of that's where it could be shaved off. And I think the first half is much stronger than the second half as far as the action sequences and, and everything. Um, but we should get into spoilers. Uh, so I did enjoy it. It, I think I said to you, it's like, Oh, it's a really fun movie, but it's not one that I'm saying, Hey, you got to go out, go out there and see this. We've had those movies where it's like, Oh dude, you got to see this in theaters you know, definitely go out yeah. this weekend if you can and go see it. That's not how I feel about this movie. Um, at the same time, I could see myself watching it again. It is yeah. it is fun enough for that. And I think, like, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is really fun in it. Um, I think she brings a great energy, especially kind of that foil energy to the whole yeah. thing. Um, I enjoyed her character, too. Yeah, it's just, it is uh, outside of what we kind of know with Indiana Jones of, oh, the female-male relationship is going to be kind of one of sexual tension. And this Uh, is a movie without that. Because even, like, Crystal Skull. you thought there was none? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, God, Donner. We should get into spoilers, though. Um, so that we can talk freely so the men with guns can now leave the office. Um, but, uh, so the part I I was alluding to something that didn't work. Uh, what was it? Um, it'll, it'll have to come to me, but there was, (laughs) there was something Uh, about the movie that didn't work. Is it that, uh, Shia LaBeouf wasn't in it? Yeah, well, I also didn't know if he was the son. I couldn't remember. Yeah, I thought that he wasn't, but then uh, I was talking with uh, our friend Will today, and he was telling me, yeah, that he he was his son. 
Okay, and, so oh, he and died then. My other friend that saw the movie with me said he saw Shia's picture on the wall or something. So Shia died. Shia is canonically Shia dead. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, that's big for the movie is that it's Shia LaBeouf. Because that's why I was like, I can't believe they killed Shia LaBeouf in yeah. between these two movies. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't want the movies hilarious. to exist with each other. I want Indiana Jones flirting with a new woman every movie or like <laughs> like a fucking James Bond. Yeah, movie. like that's how I think they should be. And I'm no who am I to speak for what James or no what uh, Indiana Jones should be, but that's what kind of took me out and I think this movie could have been leaner with like he's about to fuck so, BB Waller Bridge and then he's like, You're yeah, my daughter, God. <laughs> <laughs> the that hell? Would be... Chewy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I yeah, I totally thought though when I was watching, I was like, oh man, people are gonna be like another fucking Mary Sue. Can't wait yeah. for the rage, internet rage, people to go off this movie. Um, one thing. Okay, so. One thing in this movie that disappointed me was Ki Ki Hui Kwan was not in like an after credit scene or something, at the very least. Uh, And you know this is a fitting end for him, but I feel like he has to come back just to do a full last movie with Ki Hui. Yeah, you know I'll even take a great action adventure movie just with short round, and we don't even need Andy in it. Like, just yeah. make it a good movie, and we're good. Uh-huh. That's true. That would be just fine. The de-aging, though, that just reminded me, it did look bad. I mean, that's... <laughs> it. Does it look the worst we've ever seen? No, we've been spoiled, uh-huh. right, with yeah. uh, with a lot of de-aging stuff, uh, for lack of a better word, because you could say, I mean... It's not like it's necessarily a good thing. I think it's kind of weird. And as good as this is, it's better than the Mandalorian, you know, Uh one. So, but yeah, I was just like, I don't like this. Just be yourself. Like, I don't even need the, the backstory of this. This is a great scene, but can you figure out a movie where you don't need it to show the backstory? Because this looks weird. Yeah. It's, I don't, yeah, I just really don't understand why they're like, we need to focus on their face, on his face, zoom in, have like a Mm. bright light shining at it. It was like so uncomfortable and uncanny valley that it was like upsetting. It was like, guys, you... How do you look at this and think, yeah, this is a great idea? Yeah. they. I mean, you, it's like they chose and then spent too much money to go back. But his voice yeah. even sounds older. You're like, oh, that's <laughs> yeah. not. And even there was like times where he was moving like an old man that reminded me of like uh, the Irishman shit. Mm. When, you're, when he's like trying to kick that guy and you're like, yeah, you're still, <laughs> this isn't physically yeah. young seeming with your, your movements occasion. Um, that but like other than that though it's like the chase the motorcycle chase was cool 
mm-hmm. and him like you know on the train that that whole segment was cool it's just yeah the if those shots weren't in there it would have been better yeah yeah like we simple. we kind of get it there's a there's a contract with the audience that if you don't show the exact shots of him it's fine because yeah. like we know he is old so yeah that that stuff i didn't really love but also uh it also it was it was so close or so much better that i'm like okay do we even talk about how good it looked and rather like is this something we want? And I kind of felt like I didn't want it. Like this very viscerally, oh, okay, this is close enough to the perfect version of it that I realized that I don't need to see Harrison Ford in movies for the next 60 years. Like, it's actually okay for actors to have their time. Yeah. And then not do roles anymore and yeah we'll always want to see like oh i wish this actor you know we could have watched him in action movies when he was young because he only got famous when he was old you know or whatever the thing is but no that's just not reality and don't try to make it this such yeah yeah it, it really cemented me in thinking yeah, this isn't good in any way if we do this. As much as I'll want to see it, I'll want to. Someone will say, "Hey, do you want to see Vin Diesel in a in a movie where he plays a teenager?" I'm like, "Of course I do, but I I won't and I don't." <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like that is a bad example because that sounds like it would be funny, like unironically funny, or ironically funny. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, it is because you're getting to that point where you see Keanu and, in John Wick and you're like, man, he's taken a real beat. Like, even though he's not actually getting hurt, the stunts he's doing makes me scared for him, mm-hmm. his physical health. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So one thing that was weird about this movie is there is a scene where he's talking with uh with Phoebe about his past and how they're discussing like what the reality of this dial of destiny is and he's like I've drank Kali Ma blood I was messed with with voodoo right and he still is skeptical about like the reality of magic and he's seen <laughs> yeah. a fucking alien like confirmed seen an alien he didn't mention like, there's the aliens no... at all yeah yeah so i i was like what the fuck is going on with him like how do you how do you not believe in this shit when you've seen a guy's face <laughs> fucking melt or a guy age rapidly after drinking the wrong glass of or you know goblet yeah it's like, like anything's on the table at that point yeah yeah it's like re- reality is fucked if you think yeah, so that was interesting. And then the one thing that I felt like I didn't have any issue with, like, the action scenes or the set pieces, except for the very end, because the very end, everything made sense. It was like, okay, I understand that why they're, people are doing what they're doing. But the very end, they go 
to the past. And what doesn't make sense is that Mads Mikkelsen, they're, they're like, we made it. And then immediately you can tell we're in the wrong fucking time by hundreds <laughs> of years. And they don't just go back to the where they came from. Like they, they fly stay low. Yeah, <laughs> and they fly low into the range of these guys. And Boyd Holbrook pulls a gun out to shoot them. It's like, what the fuck <laughs> are you guys doing? It didn't make any sense. That that shit was really annoying. I was like, what the fuck is going on? You guys are like insane or something. Because <laughs> yeah, they did kind obviously of go insane, you should just though. leave. Yeah. Right? It's like that that felt like what was going on because any rational idea was like, why would you get lower to the range of primitive weapons? Yeah. Like pull what the up, fuck? Dude. They're like, now we're here and we and, can't pull up. Like, yeah, yeah, why did it's you like, go there? We're gonna fight them to do what? What would be the end point of, of killing these people in a in a battle, an ancient battle? It, it's not like yeah. gonna win you the Nazi war later. And even if it was the right year, I was thinking, well, fuck, guys, you could just get shot down. <laughs> like, yeah. the, you realize you're in a dangerous position. Like, no matter where you fly, you could get shot down. That's the nature of this t- year's war. Like, you, and yeah. even if you go around it, don't you think... <laughs> They have, like, guys for when enemy planes go around certain areas. Like, you yeah. can't just fly where Yeah, because it would be like, oh, fuck, there's an unidentified plane in our airspace yeah. suddenly. It must be a spy. Shoot it down. Yeah, it's not exactly. listed on our flight records. Like, yeah. It's just, it's yeah. just it's a stupid um, plan. And it is so funny how Indiana Jones is like, I want to stay here. Yeah, and- that was upsetting to me, too. It was like. You've been a, a history, you know, you've done history for your entire life. You, of all people, should know this is not what you should do. Yeah, it's <laughs> if it's, you care about history bad. and want to preserve it and think things should belong in a museum, but you want to stay in the past. What the fuck? That that I understand, like, he's dying, so he's not maybe not thinking clearly, but it still was like, you're a this is not your character at all this should not be yeah i think it was trying to make us emotional of like oh he feels like he has nothing yeah to live for in the world and all that but i don't Uh think we really buy that or anything from like what the movie's given us like it doesn't feel true to the character as we know the character Maybe it's trying to be true for what it thinks it's doing for the character in this movie, but it just didn't work for me. Yeah, it did not for me either. So it's just um, comedic that she knocks him out and, you know, like, yeah, takes away his wish. But it's also kind of tragic because you're like, well, just let him die there. Like, if he <laughs> wants, to, like, what other situation are you going to be able to die having in the in the past having time traveled like let the guy have it but just strip him naked and kill him (laughs) and then leave him there yeah um what was the other thing i liked oh the uh i really liked that the kid killed that giant dude by drowning him in the fucking river (laughs) yeah like 
I thought, okay, he's going to handcuff him there, but that guy's super big and strong. He'll break out of it. And they don't even, like, to me, film it like a death, other than the fact that he never comes back. Yeah. Like, that's fucking horrific that he kills him like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The worst death you could have is, like, just drowning stuck in a fucking graded river. Yeah, that... (laughs) <laughs> I laughed about that because I was like, that is so fucking cruel. And the fact that it's like a kid doing it, because it, it seemed to like he didn't even need to handcuff. Him. It was like the current was pushing him down that tunnel with a grate that he couldn't fit through. So it's not like he could swim back because the current was too strong. But then on top of that, the He's kid's like, well, I'm just going to do this well, too. And like locks him in. Uh, so yeah, that, that was unexpected. And, pretty funny to me just how fucked up it was (laughs) absolutely evil um yeah i'm trying to think of the the one big thing that kind of uh uh, took me out of it uh but i can't seem to remember exactly what it was was it uh antonio banderas showing up (laughs) in the middle of the movie i was like oh shit die very just to die yeah and that's also like Indy checks her at a certain point. He's like, I just watched my friend die, you yeah. know, but I feel like it's at all. Like what's the tone even supposed to be? You know, I don't know. Cause I almost felt like in that moment, he's chiding the audience, not her of like, stop enjoying this. And she's and you're like, I don't want to be like <laughs> yeah. sobered of that fact. Yeah. You know, it's true. But, oh, the other thing, too, was uh, I was surprised how well that boat stayed afloat after they threw a stick of dynamite, like, yeah. into <laughs> the the heart of that boat. <laughs> it was like, okay, well, shit. Still standing. And the fact that they write, write they figure out how he, where he's going next, because Maz Mikkelsen's, like, using binoculars to see his direction yeah. oh they're going for that them way. to figure out i know where they're going uh that was fun i think mads I, I feel like the only problem with the end really besides the stuff we talked about was the way that they die is just so like okay they they kind of just kill themselves the, and it was like the, oh yeah though when they suicide yeah, it's kind of just like yeah at that, that yeah, and lame. at that point, like the guy's lost. Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen is lost. He's emotionally destroyed. So, I mean, them them kind of going crazy, kind of worked for me, but it also just felt stupid that they were even flying into the battle anyway. Yeah, and then just getting torched up with <laughs> freaking yeah. grappling hooks and oh. stuff. Wait, what was I gonna say? Um fuck yeah no, keep going um well gotta start wrapping it up soon so any final thoughts that are clicking into place for this particular film the Dawn oh yeah of destiny so the the one other thing i wanted to say is i was also very frustrated with the scene when they get they find the dial and the watch they get to the two right and the bad guys are like we got you it's like 
just shoot them. You don't need them anymore. You have both parts. Yeah. Just kill them right now. Like Th- immediately. This kill movie. Them. Oh, I know what it was. So okay. the part that it's all related to this is the uh, the detective, that black oh. woman detective. Oh yeah, how she serves no purpose in the movie. Yeah, uh, because it's not like I don't know. Like, what is the purpose? Because they just get rid of her. Like she does exactly what they're doing until they get yeah. rid of her. Yeah, it's and like kill her. she's he's working for the government. And so she's like the government official working with them, but then Boyd and the others are like just mercenaries. So that's why they're like conflicting. But it was like she didn't need to exist in this movie and it would be the same thing. It would be the same movie. He could be rich from like whatever. He could be rich from anything and just be like, I'm after this thing. And yeah, it it wouldn't matter. Yeah. It it was really weird. It's true. Because like she was cool. I I like the idea of her character. Yeah, because you're like, oh, she's with them, but, like, she's actually, like, a good person. Even though, you know what, actually, it doesn't make sense. What makes less sense is how she is okay with the fact that Boyd did murder those people. Yeah. When she's supposed to be working for the government. She, she shouldn't be co- having to cover up shit. <laughs> yeah. She should be like, this guy's busted, dude. Like, yeah. That, that was even more weird. Now that I think yeah. And, and that goes into... The fact that the the bad guys are like stone cold uh, stone cold killers, right? And, until it would like kill the heroes. Yeah. Like yeah. then they're all of a sudden like, oh, we're, we'll uh, not shoot them right away. But everyone else, they're like shooting fucking librarians yeah. and shit. The most <laughs> innocent of people yeah. who would be like. I don't know. It was a guy. That's what they yeah. would describe them as. Like, they're not getting fucking and even uh, Mads, cameras and shit on their faces and stuff. Mads Milk Mickelson is even like at a, at certain key points. No, keep him alive so he can watch this. And they're like, dude, just kill him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts about the Dial of Destiny? Uh, that is it. That's it for me. Well, still had a lot of fun with the movie, uh, despite any of its yeah. problems. Some of those problems are, are pretty fun, too. Um, so, yeah, I had a good time with it. I think it's earned its place. I, I don't know where I'm excited about this franchise going, but it's here. I'd rather yeah. just watch the old ones. Uh, but what's coming up next week, Chris? Uh, okay, so we got a a little bit of a problem in, the, in that uh, on Friday, I'm going to Tahiti for two weeks. Oh, cross so, countries. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be gone until the 20th. So time for, it will time be a long time, but yeah. So I'm the, the thing is, you know, I'm going to be in Tahiti when mission impossible comes out in the middle of my vacation. So I'm pissed about that, and I'm hoping yeah. that it's a worldwide release so I could see it while I'm there. Uh, but if not, I know that I get back on Thursday, so I'm going to like get off the plane and then go directly to the theater to see it if I can't see it. Nice. Uh, and then that, that weekend, I'm going to have to watch Oppenheimer, Barbie, and uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah, it's going to so be a busy gonna, weekend. 
Yeah. Uh, also, that movie Cobweb comes out that week, too. That Lizzie Kaplan, Anthony Starr horror movie. I don't know if you've seen the trailer no. for it. It's like they're they're like parents to this kid. And the kid's having these crazy nightmares. And his parents seem like psycho. And his teacher is thinking something's going on. It seems like there's like a person living in the walls that's like, oh, cool, fucked up or something. Uh, but it, that looks cool too. And then also, um, they clone Tyrone is coming out oh, cool. that week yeah. on Netflix. Jamie Foxx uh, sci-fi, seventies inspired shit. It looks it looks cool. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff. But yeah, I guess it would be cool if I could see Mission Impossible and then record with you while I'm in Tahiti. Yeah, Tahiti, uh, uh, live from Tahiti. Yeah. Saturday night. Uh, I'm bringing my gaming laptop. So maybe I could, like, I could just bring my mic without the stand and then just plug that into my laptop yeah. and get good audio. Hold it like Chappelle, slap it against your yeah. knee. <laughs> yeah. So if I can, I'll try and do that. That would be cool. Otherwise, yeah, it'll be like two weeks until. All right. Well, we hate uh, to break your heart, listeners. Yeah, especially because yeah. we we've been on I've been on a lot of vacations lately, which has ruined our schedule for our the last schedule. Like, month. But you know what? Listenership's still strong, almost stronger with those uh, breaks. Oh, shit. You Less guys need more. a lot of time to recharge. Your refraction period is uh, <laughs> very long with us. All right. Well, you could find me at Joe Cabello on Twitter. Actually, I'm not on Twitter a lot anymore. So at Joe underscore Cabello on Instagram and uh, at Rebirth Project or at Crisp Soda on other platforms or something. Yeah. Yeah. You'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. Later, All right. everybody. Bye. Bye.